You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 15 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. I'm Stephen Cook. Well, this has been quite the week. What? Quite a week. But to be honest with you, like I, 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 I turned on, you know, I was toggling between Twitter and TV and streaming what was going on in the Capitol. And then I started seeing the what was happening in front of the Capitol building. With yeah. insurrection, yeah. domestic white nationalist Nazi mob. Well, and they're not all white, by the way. Right, right. That's true. That's true. White, you could say white supremacist. White supremacist. So, okay. Yeah. And I put on the TV. Yeah. All these, you know, journalists under uh-huh. saying, "This is unbelievable. I can't believe this is happening." Right. Like I, I about this is of course this is happening. This is this is what he's been wanting to do. For, and he's been saying this, not just wanting to do it. He's been saying that he was going to do it. Not I don't only wanna, did he I say... Don't wanna, I don't want to be politically incorrect. Right, go. But, but Ray, Ray Charles could have seen this jeez. Oh, I mean, he's it, it, in tweets, January 6th, Washington, be there. Yeah. It'll be wild. But just go back last spring, liberate Michigan. He's yeah. had this lust for violence. Yeah, well, these those were the trial runs for this. Yeah. This is still not over. No, this, no, 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 it's not this, over. We're in the middle of a civil war right now. It and is, I'm, not, I, I'm not being, I, I don't, I feel I don't think like, you're being alarmist. I, I feel like I'm not overstating this. No, what no, no. Saw, what we saw on Wednesday was, was an insurrection. It, and it, it's not over. If you see... It, all the reporting on what's happening in right-wing social media platforms is basically people saying, we're coming back to D.C. Right. One of the dates is January, January 17th. One right. of the dates is Inauguration Day. And they say, we want war. We don't even care about Trump anymore. We want war. Uh, I saw that. Like, this is what you get. This is like reaping what you sow. They have been begging for this for years. For years. This would have happened in 2016 had Hillary won the electoral that's, college. That's right. Because he, he – and we talked about this. Yep. Once yep. again, I hate to – you know, in this very serious moment. Right. But Treat our for own four horns. years, we have been saying he is just yep. lusting for is, bringing the crowds out to engage in violence on his yep. behalf. Yeah. This and, is, this and, is and, authoritarian bloodlust that's going on. And he has been telegraphing this for months. Right. When they asked him before the election if he would honor the results of the election, he would not commit to that. Right. He wouldn't commit to a peaceful transfer of power. And Absolutely since not. And since losing the election decisively, he and his enablers have embarked on this. So many this, enablers have. You know, but, but they've embarked on this quest based on nothing but fantasy right. that the election was somehow stolen from them. And the thing is, is that... You know, they keep saying, douchebag Josh Hawley, douchebag Ted Cruz keep saying, well, people have legitimate questions about it because Trump and Cruz and Hawley and Giuliani and all the crazy people have been saying on based no evidence that there are questions. Zero evidence. So, yes. So then you have these mobs who fervently believe, 
fervently believe that the election was stolen. He's been saying it's been rigged since he won. Oh, my God. Listen, listen, Holly and Cruz and the rest of them, they know better. They don't believe that the election was stolen. They know that it was legitimate, but they also, they are now riding this tiger and now the tiger has bitten them and is biting all of us. They are being fed lies. And now where is the Republican leadership? Right. These guys aren't at least censured. At least they should be thrown out of the Senate. Well, that, yes, but we need leadership. Mitt Romney stood up and said, leadership is telling the truth to the people. And he's right. And I mean, where are we? Like, how far have we gotten where Mitt Romney is the the whole hope for the Republican Party? Because he's the only adult in the room who is willing to tell the truth. But we shouldn't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, you know, make a saint out of Mitt Romney, who no, himself no, during his run for the press, right, uh, birther jokes and things along those lines, you know, has voted with the president like 85% of the time. Here's the so, problem. Here's right. the problem. So, and you unleash these mobs and, you know, I can't stand the fact people, patriots, protesters, I mean, there were people wearing t-shirts that said, six million aren't enough, Camp Auschwitz, people, people who are, Avowed known white supremacists who have been wanting to overthrow the government. I mean, these people have always existed. The problem is, the problem they've never had a president who's not just the president, it's an entire political party. When you have a two party system and one party is no longer committed to the preservation of that system. How are we going to move forward? There is no, no there, there is no, oh, well, let's have some peace, peaceful reconciliation now. Let's just let bygones be bygones. No, move forward. There, there, is move forward. Armed, move forward. there was an armed, armed insurrection in the Capitol. Our lawmakers, their lives were put at risk. They, they, there was only, it's only a miracle that hundreds of, of Congress people didn't die. It's yeah. unbelievable. And, and yet, and yet, I haven't there, you know, even so, 65 percent of the Republican caucus in the House voted with the insurrectionists. Well, what does that tell you? I know you have a party that isn't committed to upholding the system. They're leading the insurrection. So how do we deal with this? Because this is now a civil war. This is low intensity conflict. Right. I I don't know, because I think that the, the as long as law enforcement, first of all, Two separate issues here. Law enforcement is completely infiltrated with these people. Yes, that's absolutely right. We've been talking about this. That and and in fact, you know, it is that my eyes don't lie. You see, Capitol Police letting people stream certain, towards the Capitol in certain entrances on a yeah, normal were, day. Yep. On a normal day, I get the once over twice before I even get close to that building. Look, you know, periodically I, was, I go to actual meetings in the Capitol which are different from the House and Senate office buildings where, you know, you go through a magnetometer and you, you know, you, you put your bags through a, through, through a x-ray machine and so on and so forth. But in the Capitol, there's a couple of layers of security, which is much, much tighter. And this, I mean, how could they have not known there was a huge mop? Okay. They so first knew. of all, they set aside, set aside the fact that I think there's thus far some evidence that they were helped by, members of the Capitol Police. There is some concern that they were helped by congressional staff or even members of Congress themselves. Then 
that, now let's talk about the fact that this the is Justice plot, Department this is a plot against America. Right. Let's also talk about, though, the fact that we will never deal with this if the Justice Department looks at a video of Don Jr. saying, you have to fight, or Rudy Giuliani saying, trial by combat, or the president saying, you have to be yeah, strong, you have to fight, you have to go up yeah. to the Capitol and show them yeah. strength and say, you know what, we're not going to investigate that. The fact well, that Rudy Giuliani is not behind bars, he the fact be, that he it's crazy. But look, you know, in two weeks, we're going to have a new administration. So there'll be a different de- Justice right. Department. But this is the result of four years of Trumpism. Trump has has he has gotten his tentacles throughout the government. Yeah. This is a problem. And, and, and now, if this, if you can't impeach him for this, this then right. what is impeachment for? Right. What are I the mean, laws against insurrection and sedition if, if, if no exactly. one can truly be held accountable? If these losers, and, I, and I, I don't mean to use the word losers in a way that they're losers and we can dismiss them. Because after all, the Third Reich, the Nazis, were the losers. They were the dregs of society. And look at the damage right. that they did. Right. These losers who broke into the Capitol and sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk and carrying off her lectern and all of these other things, if these losers, if they're the only ones who are prosecuted, they're, no, it, 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 they you have to decapitate it. Yes. You have to decapitate it. And that's the thing. There are already voices calling for, you know, let's look forward, let's right. not look backwards. If these people are allowed to get away with it this time, then what is going to stop them from right. trying it again? It's there n- needs People need to be made examples of. It's not enough. It's not enough that the losers in the Capitol that they're getting arrested. There need to be Rudy Giuliani, Don Jr., Sidney Powell, Trump. All this. They they have to be perp walks of these. Yes, they they need to go to prison. And Holly and Cruz have to pay a price. Yes, they need to leave the Senate. They need to be kicked out of the Senate. Absolutely. Now, you know, I was on the one merit. There's one Republican member of Congress from the state of Maryland, and uh-huh. he voted with the insurrectionists. He's a real asshole. I met yeah. him once. He had the nerve to tell me that fracking was good for the environment. Separate. He's a real, real asshole. Wait, but there's a thousand comments on his Facebook page. Yeah. Many of which calling upon him. Enough. Enough. Enough comments, enough people calling for his resignation that he actually issued a, a press release saying, I will not resign. Really? Um, but where, where is he from in Maryland? He's from Western Maryland. You know, the, the, the parts of Western Maryland that, you know, are connect to Pennsylvania right, and West right, Virginia, right? right? Um, isn't it unbelievable that a West Virginia lawmaker was oh, arrested? Right. Oh, someone resigned. who was an elected representative of the people of West Virginia. Well, he resigned his position today. Oh, oh good. Thanks. Yeah. But I mean, these my, guys need to go to prison. There needs to be prison sentences, not this kid gloves, not this exactly. political elite saying, oh, we can move on and let's we have can't move on. We can't, we move, can't on move on from on. this. No, because they're not going to move on. They're, there's going to be more violence. They they're are absolutely clear. Violence. The guy who sat at Pelosi's desk, didn't he write, we, we will not stop? He They're wrote on a manila stop. folder. We will not stop. I think we need to take them at their word. And I always, I've always felt that we need to take them at their word. They're, this is, they're telling us what it's, they want to do. It's too risky not to take them at their word. 
listen, if we don't stand up to this now, that's the end of the Republic, period. Hard stuff. Like, that's it. We're so, done. We're finished. So we it, hopefully in two weeks, Look, the Justice he, Department will take this seriously. He, oh. he Biden is Biden is going to go into office on the 20th. Yes. But the question is, what is going to happen between now and then? I, Trump needs to leave. He cannot be president no. any longer. He no longer should be the president of the United it's, States. It, it's and if there are no consequences, if there are no consequences for him, right. then what's the point? And what are they Why waiting? Do they have laws? Why, what know. are they waiting for in the House to say no, he has to resign or we're going to impeach him? Why do you, they had a whole two days afterwards? I, they could have written they, those articles of impeachment in ten minutes. They wrote them and then they went home for the weekend and they're going to impeach him on Monday. They uh, should be impeaching him today, right now. Right now, this can't go on any I don't know longer. What waiting for this can't go on any longer, and. And again, I don't want to say that we told you so. We did. But what the hell did you think was going to happen when he took power? Dude. (laughs) Dude. Again. Again. The Amen Corner, conscience of the nation, way out ahead of the curve here. Like, I I don't know. Like Again, you don't need to be a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. No, but like, I want to go back and I want to read all the articles and look at all the commentary. People say, well, look, you know, he's going to come to accept it. Uh-huh. And he is going to be into his position. Yeah. Maggie Haberman. No, how about the since the election? Maggie Haberman, celebrated White House journalist, yeah. said he knows he lost and he knows he has to leave. Really? Well, maybe, maybe deep down somewhere he knows he lost, uh, but uh, he's insane. One, come on, and and two, even if he knows that he lost, he's still feeding this line of bullshit to his followers who believe it. I, look, here's That's, the thing. People have said over and over again, oh, he knows he'll leave. Oh, he's fundraising off of this. Oh, he, which is absolutely true. But I don't know. There was no indication since November 3rd that he was actually going to voluntarily leave. Well, he's mentally ill. Well, I mean, I've said this forever. There's nothing new under the sun here. This is all new. And if you are willing to look and see it for what it was, you could have seen this coming. And And people did see this coming. how could, how could you not see how mentally ill he was? I mean, every time, you know, every conversation I have with my mom that is about politics, which is like 90% oh, of the conversation, yeah. she says, you know, he's mentally ill. Like, yes, it's of obvious, right? None of us are professionals, but we can see, we know mental illness when we see it. The problem is the enablers and the problem is right. the, the Ted Cruz's of the world right. and, the, and the Hollies of the world you know, who are smart enough to know better. Know better. These right. guys are not stupid. Larry Tribe from Harvard said that, you know, because Ted Cruz was one of his students. Yeah. He said, it's not that Hawley and Cruz didn't learn and don't know about the Constitution. They don't care. Exactly. They don't care. It's like Hawley was on Twitter the other day complaining that his book contract got canceled. <laughs> Did you see and, my tweet? Because he well, talked about the mob. He said, well, well, he talked, talked about, about the left wing who's, who's this guy to complain about mobs? Yeah, well, that, that's one. But he talked about the First Amendment. First Amendment. All right. This guy, guy has no knows, idea. This guy knows better. He knows what the First Amendment is. And he knows that it doesn't apply to a, a private company. But – but he his, did say he did say irregardless. He did, which he did was say, a, which was a glorious moment for bad grammar. Oh my god, that drives me crazy! When people I say mean, irregardless, one, it's like nails on a blackboard, and two, it is a tip off that they are uneducated. 
Well, it's a tip off that they're trying to be smarter than they really are. Uh, I'm going to use a big word. Oops, that's, so, not, that's not really a word. But but he knows what the First Amendment is. Right. He's no dummy. But his followers don't know the right. difference. Right, of course. So he again, you, the word that you use all the time is cynical, yep. right? And this is the cynicism of these people. But it, it's beyond cynicism. They're it's sinister. They're destroying. Right. They are destroying. They're destroying our republic, and that's their goal. The other that's night, goal. I think, I think you know Steve Schmidt, who's every you know kind of lefty or Democrat, mainstream Democrats hero at this point. Of course, he's been extraordinarily cynical, just making you know paying himself one and a half million dollars, you know, every few months from this Lincoln project. Yeah, but I think he did say it well the other night when he said, "Look, this is how dangerous the situation is. You have." a megalomaniac, narcissistic leader. Then you have the the cynical, cynical enablers from the political party. Right. Then you have an immediate ecosystem that is willing to repeat these lies, the great lies over and over again, the great lies over and over again, and that captures the imagination of this rabble this, these losers, a minority of people who are willing to take up arms. And he said, what does that sound like? That sounds like Weimar Germany. Yeah. But that's precisely what's been happening here. Precisely been, what's been happening. But again, we have now spent, this is, we're in the fifth season. Right. And we have been talking about this for years. Right. This isn't new. There's nothing new here. Yeah. We've been saying this all along. I don't want people to go off and be like, oh, it's not Nazi. You know, it's not Nazi. It doesn't matter. Right. It, it, there are parallels that you exactly. cannot ignore. Exactly. And you can't wait for gas chambers to say, okay, oh, now, right. now, exactly. now we can compare it to the This non- needs to be forceful, forceful, not yeah. it's time to move on. Oh, no, now we put time, up a fence around yeah, the- It's time and, to heal. It's right. not time to heal because these heal. people are He's still- true. You know what? It will be time to heal when every last Republican in the House and Senate stand up and say- the election was fair and square, right? And Joe Biden won, and it's time to move on. Until then, then, that happens, until that happens, there is no, but, there is no making. But look at what happens, though. But look at what happens when yes, some of them exactly. do that. Lindsey right. Graham, number one enabler, disgusting, yep. cynical, trying yep. to have it both ways. You know, said Joe Biden's going to be the Joe Biden's going to be the president. Kamala Harris is going to be the vice president. Whatever. Right. He was attacked in the airport. By this yeah, rabble. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But again, now, I don't feel that bad for, for poor Lindsay, but I think yeah. what that suggests, yeah. what that suggests is we're going to be living with this unless there is an extraordinarily strong response along a number of a number of axes, law enforcement, uh, education, right, de-radicalization. Is, all, all of this is true, but this requires bipartisan exactly. cooperation. And you don't have it. We don't have it. And until we do, again, like I said, I understand what you're saying, that Lindsey Graham got verbally attacked and harassed at the airport yesterday. And on Tuesday, flying into D.C., uh, Mitt, Romney Romney, Mitt Romney got the same treatment. I understand, like you said, there is a loud vocal minority of people who are not going to accept this. But now it's time for the for the people in both parties for responsible adults to stand up and say this is over 
And now we need to marginalize the people who are willing to to plow into the Capitol with their guns and with their with their MAGA hats. Right. It's time that not, we make, I mean, it's time that we say this is not part of our discourse any longer. 138 members of the House after this insurrection right, right. voted to object to the certification. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, that is like not our, the way in which you undermine this. I, that insurrectionist movement. That it's is the way you true. give it political support, the way you give it oxygen. That's very true. But I have to say, yeah. in the days since then, and I don't see anybody on that side coming out and changing their mind, but it's I think it's fair to say that the full scope of how horrible it was was not yet clear on Wednesday night. Okay, but still, come on. No, I'm not. I'm not giving. I mean, anybody a, I'm not giving anybody a pass here. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I, what I'm saying is, over the last two days, the picture that has emerged is a million times worse than we thought it was on right, Wednesday. This was absolutely planned. That there it's was an inside help. job. Yeah, it's, it was help. That there was. All kinds of unexplained things that happened in the lead up during and after the assault on the Capitol. That and, and the Capitol was completely overrun. Overrun. I mean, you know, they had um, they had the former chief of police uh, from uh, both the both the uh, Capitol police as well as the former uh, DC police on and. It, 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 it's impossible to imagine from a lot knowing what they know about security around the Capitol, particularly since 9-11, yep. um, that this happened in this way. Well, let me let me let me tell you something. I was in Washington in the beginning of June with my kids right. for, for the Black Lives Matter protest. Yep. Do you know that Washington, D.C. was like a military zone? Oh, yeah. That, I there, mean, the, the picture, the there picture, is the no difference way. is. There is no what, way. There's right. no way we could have gotten anywhere near any of those buildings. I mean, just look at the pictures of the Capitol building during the Black Lives Matter post-George Floyd murder protests. And then look at it after the president unleashed an insurrectionist terrorist mob on the Capitol. And, and here's the thing, is that there's a very interesting uh, 538 article that former President Obama recommended on Twitter. Um, so, of course, I read it. And in which there's kind of numbers in which to show how law enforcement deals with protests from the left versus yeah. protests from the right. And importantly, this was very interesting, that people who engage in protests who are on you know the right end of the political spectrum have a certain expectation of the police that is fulfilled by the police's behavior during the protest that is we are patriots right they are patriots and we will be able to exercise our rights and whatever we're doing with impunity because we're on the same side well again that's what it boils down to they're on the same side Right. Because the police and the military people, when I was in Washington, D.C., they definitely didn't look at us like we were friendly. Right. They, they, they were always letting... taking selfies. No, no. Dude, I, I, that guy has to be fired. The, the cop who's giving this. Forget the guys who open the gates. They need to be fired. But like 
selfies? This is, I mean, what happened is inexcusable. And this is a coup. It was a, an attempted coup led by the head of the government. And the Capitol Police has a almost $500 million budget, 2,000 officers. Yeah, and you know, if you make D.C. a state, then you change the, the parameters of this debate. Well, right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. This um, is now, again, what happens now, when, when the head of the administration, when the president, when the commander in chief, who is who controls all of these different departments, how do you expect when he sees these people as his allies, the Proud right. Boys are his ground forces? Stand so by, do, stand back and stand by. So they were we stand really, by, standing by for January 6th. It was going to be wild. So do we really expect that the, that the police forces right. under the control of the right. of Department of Defense are right. going to defend, well, so defend heard, the, the people they are supposed to be defending? I, I, you know, there's two things. There's two concerns about the, about the deployment of the National Guard. Actually, there's three things. One, the, they kept getting told no. And no one really knows why. Some have speculated, well, you know, after June 1, the military didn't, and the criticism that it took, the military didn't want to be seen as getting involved in some way. But of course, we're not, we're talking about peaceful protests versus an armed insurrection. Yeah. Yeah. Then um, you have the question of if the guard is deployed in the district, does the president as the commander in chief, does he have? You know, he can use them how he wants them. So that may have been part of the reluctance. But what's bizarre, and it's it's actually, it's not bizarre. I mean, Trump fired all these people in the Pentagon. They were, irris- they were irresponsible people, but then put a bunch of sycophants in places. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, who knows? Who knows? Exactly. What they were, what exactly. They but, but you remember um, earlier in the week, and it feels like about 15 years ago, the, the I think it was ten former secretaries of yep. defense uh, right. penned an op-ed in the Washington Post saying that the army should not be get involved. So it's it's an interesting it's an interesting data point because there was an article in Business Insider, which is not always you know yeah. the yeah. most reliable, but that there were statements from European uh, intelligence, intelligence and officials yeah. saying that they did not see that as a coincidence that they they right. picked up that as. Um, there was that that the president actually was seeking to overthrow the system, and that the, and that the secretaries of, were giving warnings to the military not to not to, not to, not to yeah. I mean that was certainly it makes sense, right? I, again, I mean, there are no coincidences here, right? Right. I mean, it's it's hard without an investigation to really know exactly what was going on. I mean, I, I can see. I can see responsible people in the Pentagon worrying what the president would do with the National Guard. Right. I can see irresponsible people in the Pentagon wanting to not deploy the National Guard so that the situation got out of hand and so that there would be uh, exactly a greater, greater, greater chance for the insurrection to succeed. And that's I, exactly what happened. So, again, it's not a coincidence. Well, I mean, but their public statements are interesting in the way in which they see going back to the previous part of our conversation, which is the way in which they see uh, protests that 
uh, come from the left versus protests come from the right. Well, it, we were so, it was so politicized in June that we didn't want to put ourselves in this position once again. Oh, my God, there was an attempt to overthrow the government of the United States. Yeah. So. Well, what about, what about this? Another data point that uh, Steny Hoyer, the House Minority Whip, oh, called Larry Hogan. Larry Hogan, the governor of Maryland, know. and said, we need National Guard troops here. And the governor couldn't get them because the Department of Defense Which, wouldn't authorize it. I don't understand. Aren't the governors the commanders of the Guard in I, their states? I would think so. So I don't understand that at all. I mean, I don't, let me tell you something. I don't know anything about it, but it was my understanding that so, for example, during the summer when there were Black Lives Matter protests, the call went out from the administration: send the National Guard to the to to Washington, and states could say no. Yeah. California said no way. Right, exactly. Hogan's like, I'll send four guys to stand around the Washington Monument. Thank right. you very much. But do you remember? Do you remember who they used in the summer? They used drug. Uh, no, 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 no. I understand that. No, no, but I'm saying like. You're right. They, I guess. So I don't understand why Hogan was thwarted from deploying the Maryland National Guard, which he is. Right. He is. I don't know. I mean, there must be some sort of symbiotic thing where you, you obviously, you know, it's you need the the regular military support. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting thing. Someone's got to know that, but I don't understand why Hogan was thwarted if over the summer. Governors could say, "Yeah, no, I'm not sending any members of my guard to." Maybe you know, it would this take. Town. Maybe maybe he could deploy them, but it wouldn't be 15 minutes from the phone call to oh, deploy right. them. Right. But the story. The story, as I understand, it, is that he then called and was right and rebelled by because right. there's a senior military officer in the Pentagon who's in charge of national the National Guard. Right. You know, as coord- I always thought it was a coordinating role. I did not. I did not know that 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 person had the authority to tell a governor you may not. It may yeah. it may be because he's crossing state lines. Oh, that's right. It was crossing DC. from Maryland yeah. into the District of Columbia. Could be. Could be. Right? Or that else was- the state could wage war against another right. state if they really wanted to, right? That that's probably that that's plausible. That's probably that, yeah. that makes the most sense of any of any explanation. But still, I mean unbelievable. This has and, been it, a week, so a there week needs to be there needs to be and here's the problem. There needs to be a thorough law enforcement investigation and a yeah. thorough investigation on Capitol Hill. On the political level. On the political Absolutely. level. Who yeah. is the Democrats' partners in getting to the bottom of this? Uh, you know, and until, until four those- years of members of the Trump administration defying congressional subpoenas. So who feels like so someone's going to get subpoenaed from – you know, wherever, and they say, screw it, I'm not going to go. Well, then they all, they're going to have to get put in jail. It hasn't happened in the last four years. Well, because they've been controlling the levers of power. They're no longer doing that. It just goes to show we're at this point. And, and, and again, going back to the first thing I said, I'm watching CNN and everybody's like, oh my God, this is mind blowing. How could this possibly happen? Oh my God. Oh my God. And the accumulation of things. And so, and, and, and so one thing builds to another. Now we need to get the bottom of it. The part the Republican Party has become a party of, of Donald Trump. Of the institutions have been weakened or destroyed. So how do you have an investigation if people feel free 
to defy congressional subpoenas, if a party is going to run cover for the former president because the current president is illegitimate, 65% of the Republican caucus, including the House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, voted not to certify. Yeah. You know, you know who's really happy today? Two people. Vladimir Putin? Putin is one. Putin. Steve Bannon. Putin. Steve oh, Steve Bannon, he wanted, yeah. This is exactly what Steve Bannon has wanted. Right. This is exactly what he's wanted. He's got to be happier than Putin right now. Uh, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. Do you know, yeah. I, I have been having these things. You know, you know the story how I, I Ted Cruz and I were on the same train? <laughs> okay. So it was a bunch how of years ago. Was it? Yeah. And, you know. I, I don't know. Time is kind of weird to me because I can't figure out like what was pre March thirteenth, twenty twenty, and what wasn't. But I'm standing at Penn Station. I'm waiting for the for the late Acela. Uh huh. I've just had my two slices of Don Pepe's, and I look up, and there is Ted Cruz and some aide of his. I've talked about this, and they're like, you know, what a fucker! He campaigned against New York values, right, but then right. we show up. Was anyway, this before his beard or after his beard? This is, this is before. This is pre-beard. And now, like since in the last couple of days, I've been replaying that uh, scene. Oh, and then I ended up <laughs> – I go to sit down in the car and he's in my car. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And I moved. That's, yeah. But now I replay it in my head or that I actually go up to him. Uh-huh. And, what would I you say? Say, and I say to him – you are absolute disgrace, and then I deck him. And what do you think would have happened to you? Uh, the, well, you know, there's New York National Guard right there. There's tons of Amtrak cops. There's tons would, of New, NYPD. They would have beaten the fucking piss out of me. We would have been doing this episode remotely from prison because I'd be in supermax. I'd be in you, federal prison. Yeah, and if you just mouthed off to him, he wouldn't give a shit. Now. Now again, we saw that video of Lindsey Graham yesterday. They just ignore all of this. They really ignore it. And uh, you think you'd be the first person to tell him he was a dick? Right, Ted Cruz's colleague, everybody in the Senate hates him. It's so he must fucking, walk through life with people heckling him, telling him he's his, a dick. His fucking kids hate him. Of course, I would never deck anybody. It's not my thing. I don't think I've gotten into a fist fight since I was in fifth grade. Yeah, um, but but it's it's so enraging. I mean, I think, you know, George Will had a piece the day afterwards and he called Ted Cruz unctuous. And I think that that's just an absolute perfect description of him. And it just, it makes you want to rip his face off. Yeah. Anyway. Well, all right. So this has been a week unlike any other. And like We didn't even talk about, like, it seems like, you know, ancient history that a week ago, a week ago, the president got on the phone with the Secretary of State of Georgia and told him to find enough votes to tip the election in his favor. Two things on that. One, it's now there's new reporting that says Trump called oh, other yeah. Georgia officials yeah. to, pre- to before that. Yeah. But the good news is, yeah, the good news is the Democrats right. won in Georgia, right? And the Warnett and John Massa. Which again is ancient history. It ancient, feels like it happened a million years like a, ago. Right, exactly. We are never allowed to feel good for more than 15 seconds. This is why seconds. we can't have good thing, nice things. This is exactly why we can't, can't have nice, nice things. things. Terrible. Hopefully we can still have a republic if we can if we can keep we can it. Keep it. 
let's hope that next by next week we're in a better scenario than we are today. But I don't think we're going to be. No. And I don't want to be pessimistic, but I want to be realistic. Two dates. Everybody put it in your books. January 17th and January 20th. Yeah. Well. All right. All right, man. Talk to you later. Later. Bye, everyone. Stay safe.